You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group on Realty Studio in West Monroe on this Thursday morning alongside from the Washtenaw Citizen, Jake Martin. What's up, Jake? Did you forget what day it was? No, again? man. A dramatic pause once again, man. I don't, I don't understand the reasoning behind the dramatic pause. Like, is that supposed to draw people in? Like, oh, what's he going to say next? <laughs> and then you say the same thing that you always say. Man, somebody's grumpy this morning. He goes by the name of Jake Martin. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I find it funny that you still have 140 characters on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't know that was still a thing. I didn't know people still had 140 characters. No, I'm sorry. That, that, I'll, I'll that, get off. That you. comes as a surprise. A, a little bit. And how you discovered this this morning? Because I had to abbreviate. You tweeted promoting the show, and you abbreviated Thursday with capital T, capital H. Yeah, I ran out of letters. So I turned to you and I said, "Is this how you typically <laughs> abbreviate Thursday?" Because it took me a second to realize what you were trying to say. Uh, <laughs> we're off and running. Uh, the young whippersnapper versus the old guy here today. Come to my defense at 888-993-7762. You are pale today. You know why? Why? Because you're always hanging out in the shade. Oh, that's good. That's good, Aaron. Yeah. That's really good. Rich. <laughs> Plenty um, to discuss over the next uh, two hours. Got some uh, nice guests lined up. And, of course, plenty of storylines and topics to dive into. You want to go high school first? Sure. It was a bad day. It was a bad bad day slash night. Um, let's, let's start with the good news. Okay, the one good news was Claiborne Christian. So we heard from uh, Coach Olin yesterday on this show, and uh, he broke the news to us that his strategy, and not many coaches are this forthcoming with us, quite frankly, <laughs> but he was, said, you know, yeah, we're in the semifinals. We've done this now. Eleven uh, times. Eleven times. It's nice. Yes, we enjoy the trip down to Sulphur. But you know what? It's all about winning the title. Love it. So let's let's try to plan this just right, and let's just save our ace for the championship game. So, and Coach, it, you're willing to do that, even though there's a risk that you cannot get by the semifinal game? And it worked. Yes. It worked perfectly. They rolled 13-2. to two. And not only did they roll, but they got to pitch Trip Martin. They started him. He pitched two innings. Then they brought in John Michael Hill for two more innings. And then he wanted to get Austin Acre, their ace, a little bit of work ahead of the championship game Friday. So he brought him in in the final inning, got him some work, and you get to save his arm for the championship game. Mm. You got to love when a plan comes together, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they're still going to have a tough matchup in the championship game, though, as they face off against a buzzsaw. Yeah, their bitter rival, Grace Christian. Mm. So that was the good news down from uh, Sulphur yesterday. Also, uh, Summerfield loses a squeaker to Harrisonburg, and Schubert falls 3-1 to one to the top seed uh, Oak Hill in Class B. Yeah, and we had a stunner. Uh, OCS fell to Ascension Catholic. Nine. Before we get to that, uh, I had a bigger stunner that actually involved OCS before the game. Would you okay. like to hear the story? Yeah, sure. So yesterday I'm driving down to uh, Jonesboro, and I'm just cruising along, you know, I think the speed limit. Uh, so uh, yeah, pulled ma- over. Making my way down there, and all of a sudden, I see uh, 107.5 the Z the vehicle go by me. I was like, oh, I wonder who that is. So I sped up a little bit, or they slowed down, and sure enough, what are the chances of Mark Kramer actually <laughs> passing me up on the road? 
<laughs> what does that say about your driving? I don't know. <laughs> Kramer was getting it, wasn't he? Well, or I wasn't. But I, <laughs> is that something you do? You actually okay? Do you actually go the speed limit, or is the speed limit five miles over for you? Uh, I'm in a company vehicle, so I am going the speed limit. Oh, well, that's yeah. You're going slow then. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Not saying Kramer was, if anybody's listening from me. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, though. I'm saying. Of all the people at the station, you'd think that you wouldn't get passed up by. What, is that, what is that about? I don't know. I, just, I don't think Kramer would be the guy that I would envision flying by me. you think somebody like Fox or something. Uh, yes, yeah. most definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, or Tabor, Tabor flying past you. No, I see Tabor taking it easy on the road. He was really uh, disappointed, though, because he thought I was just going to follow him all the way down to Sulphur, (laughs) and that wasn't the case. But uh, I don't know how we make a segue to what happened to those CS, but uh, they kind of had a little bit of a flat tire early on in in their game, uh, but they did rally. just wasn't enough. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Um, They trailed 8-1 to in the second inning. And like you said, they fought back, got back into it, and they would they would get some runners on base, and it kind of brought me back to last Thursday where they just could not squeak those runs across. And ultimately that cost them. Uh, I don't have the number of stranded runners uh, in front of me, but I know it was quite a bit. And, yeah, they, they were unable to complete the comeback. They lost 9-7. to seven. Uh, Bryce Wallace, who was a Texan, he went 2-4, for four, had a triple. But um, – you know, you hate to see those seniors in their career that way because I know they had state championship in mind. Ultimately, of course, uh, the eight runs that they gave up in the first two innings, you dig yourself a deep hole like that. It is hard to rally from, but they nearly did it uh, thanks to Ty Penke, uh, of course, coming in and kind of stopping the yeah. flow and kind of keep them in the ball game. But uh, ultimately, they fall 9-7. to seven. Their season comes to an end. Yeah, and it was just one of those things where we, we've seen this a lot from OCS, and they've been able to overcome it most of the time. Just the fact that their you know pitching and defense hasn't been dominant, and like in years past, and they've relied on that lineup. Lineup got you seven runs, still wasn't enough. So today, this is what uh, it looks like for uh, Northeast Louisiana squads. We got Delta Charter in number nine seed. They will square off against Kentwood in number five seed. That one is slated to go at two o'clock. Of course, Delta Charter, pretty good story. As they knocked off the top seed LaSalle last week. Sterlington is the number one seed in 3A. Can they go back to back? Win a 2A title last year. And, of course, this year they're going after the 3A crown. They will play at 730 versus the number four seed Berwick. Mark Sims will join us around 830 or so to give us a preview on that one. And on Friday, it's the oddest timing for a 4A yeah. Uh, West Washita, the number four seed, they will slug it out with Benton. They are slated to go. It is brunch with the Chiefs, <laughs> 10.30 on Friday. If they advance past Benton, then they will play for the title on Saturday morning at, I believe, 11.30. Yeah. So 4A, second highest classification. Let's just stick these guys in the morning. I don't get it, uh, and I think they did that last year. I remember Neville kicking off the, the day yeah. Saturday last year, so. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. There's your high school baseball preview and, of course, wrap from Sulphur. We did have some uh, college baseball yesterday, including uh, Louisiana Tech versus Grambling. Bulldogs have no issues. They win 12-1. to Louisiana Tech reports says that is now 28 straight wins against the G-Men for mm. the Diamond Dogs. They did the math. They had to use their uh, fingers, toes a couple times. 
They said during that streak that Louisiana Tech has won 28 straight, they have outscored Grambling 338 to 88. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Tech is owned by the I-20 series against Grambling and ULM. They have beaten the Warhawks 11 times in a row, according to Louisiana Tech report, and have outscored uh, them in that series. I think it's 88 to 33. Mm. Yeah, uh, in this game, you had those four Gremlin turnovers in the six that really or errors. What I, I say turnovers, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> four errors. Sorry, uh, football guy here. <laughs> four Gremlin errors in the sixth inning, and uh, really uh, kicked the door open for him. And I, I do want to point out Ben Stiglitz came in and was really good in relief. For Louisiana Tech, gave up only one hit, no runs, and struck out seven in four innings pitch. Mm. Uh, now, uh, of course, Grambling looks forward to the SWAC tournament, while Louisiana Tech has a huge series on the road versus Southern Miss. Yes. College softball uh, conference tournaments are underway. First, we'll start with the bad news. Sunbelt Conference play, ULM season comes to an end. They were the number eight seed. Uh, they fall in the first round. Lay Texters, we were anxious to see how they would respond after that tough weekend in El Paso. Of course, getting swept by El Paso, an opportunity by UTEP, having an opportunity, of course, to win the Conference USA regular season championship. All they had to do was win two out of three and then actually came down if they could have just won on Sunday. They would be the regular season champs. They end up blowing a lead, just a devastating loss with so much at stake. So what do they do in the conference tournament? They bounce back with a nice win versus Western Kentucky 6-1. to one. In fact, uh, Mark Montgomery after the game said, I couldn't be more proud of the way we responded to say this team was devastated at losing out in the regular season title game last week and it is an understatement. This team believes in itself, and I believe it feels it has something to prove this week. This group wants to win this tournament, and you can feel it. I am very pleased with how we played today in a loser-go-home game that we had a lot of pressure on. Now, of course, it turns to a double elimination tournament, and that gets underway today as the late textures square off against Florida Atlantic at 1 o'clock. Again, you can hear right here on Sports Talk 97.7. And LSU softball was also in action in the SEC tournament, and they beat Ole Miss 4-1. to Ollie Wall Jasper got that win. And if you'll remember, she pitched 19 innings against Ole Miss earlier this year. So I'm sure Ole Miss is glad they don't have to see her anymore. Uh, did I breeze over uh, LSU baseball versus McNeese? You also? did. How could you? It was know. a 13-3 to instant classic. They have a 10-run ru rule. <laughs> they had a, an agreement before the game, 10-run uh, rule. Uh, and the, the biggest takeaway for me in this game was Nick Storrs. He looked a bit rusty, but he threw two scoreless innings. And you got to see that 94 miles per hour fastball. So I think he, if he continues to kind of get get back to full health and continues to get a little bit more comfortable on that mound, he could be a big time player in the postseason. LSU was up 12 to three after three. They bang out 14 hits in the night. They win 13 to three. A lot of different players got hits, including Jake Slaughter, former OCS star. He was two for four at the plate. The one guy who did not collect a hit was Zach Watson. He's probably saving those hits for the weekend. Probably so, yeah. And Daniel Cabrera was three for three, and he had a three-run homer, which really helped them uh, kick this thing open. Uh, Gilbert make the, the the start for LSU? <laughs> he did. Uh, did you see the picture going into the game last night? So Gilbert's family took him to an LSU game when he was like four or five, and they ha had a picture of him sitting in the dugout, and one of the players he was sitting next to was Justin Hill. Hmm. 
course, Gilbert pitched last night against Justin Hill's right. McNeese squad. Uh, I missed Pretty that. Pretty cool. Comes that full cool. circle. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Jake's not impressed. I mean, that's <laughs> cool. I mean, look, I, I don't know what else you want me to say. I mean, you know, that's cool. That's neat. Uh, what's the Houston Astros update for today? All right. They swept the A's. They won 4-1 to last night. Garrett Cole struck out nine. Cole, by the way, leads the league in strikeouts with 86. Mm. Boom. How do you like that? I believe Houston is now 14-6 and six in away games this year. How about that statistic? Road that Warriors. That is the Houston Astros coverage that you depend on right. from the morning drive, Sports Talk 97.7. Got Jake all choked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pen Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Got a couple of great guests for today, including uh, Grambling's athletic director, Paul Bryant, will join us at the bottom of the hour. Nice new uh, deal. Nice gig for GSU as they have come to terms with uh, Adidas. They will be uh, wearing Adidas next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just sounded repetitive. Just wanted to make sure you understood. Adidas. They will be wearing Adidas <laughs> next year. Do you know what Adidas is? 8 o'clock, the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, will join us. And 8.30, Sterlington's Mark Sims. This is Thursday. If you want to abbreviate it, just go with TH. TH. So that right. means That's it's normal. Top 10 Thursday. And we are diving into the most disliked sports figures. Now, we weren't on the same page. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. I did most dislike today, mm-hmm. and you did most disliked all time. So we can just have two different lists. That's what fine. millennials do. It's all about now, the present. Well, we have I didn't no realize perspective, if, no history, you know, no background. All time. I, I, I thought I felt like that needed to be in the title for it to be all time. I just assumed most disliked sports figures was today. I actually thought this would be a little bit easier than it was. It was kind of easy for me, honestly. It took really, me thirty minutes, maybe. Uh, this may come as a shocker to you, but I really don't despise that many people in the sports world. No, okay. In forming this list, there are some that I don't hate, but I know a lot of people hate them. Let's just say that. So we can kind of go through a list of people that uh, uh, maybe honorable mentions that a lot of people dislike and perhaps we care less. Doesn't bother us. Yeah, I, there's one definitely on the top of my head. Tease it, please. Uh, People are going to disagree, uh, but Hill. Um, Jamil Hill? J- Jamil Hill, yes. Uh. I think a lot of people would have her top ten. I don't. We could certainly take some nominees from you at 888-993-7762. We also have some uh, follow-up news on uh, Mark Ingram. Also, the quarterback situation down at LSU. <laughs> we got an update. We got a visit. It's happening. And uh, Danny Etling has a new deal. Four-year deal. Long-term contract, my man. Would you like to make a side wager on that? <laughs> Why would I ever bet with you? Will he fulfill it's, his four-year... It's like we're playing with Monopoly money. Will he fulfill his four-year deal with the New England Patriots? Should that four-year deal be a four-month deal? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm sure it's not costing him too much, right? <laughs> 888-993-7762. We're back after this. All right, a couple texts here. Uh, Dwayne uh, says John, Macklin, John McEnroe, for most disliked, despise sports figures. 
You know who that is, right? Yes, I imagine he made your list. Uh, he did not, but uh, good suggestion. Uh, you're already disappointed. I like John McEnroe. You would like John yeah. McEnroe. Uh, Sherman, in reference to a Danny Etling, when I mentioned the fact he gets a four-year deal and what are the odds that he actually fulfills that with the Patriots, Sherman says if he does, LSU needs new coaches. They did. They got a new offensive <laughs> <laughs> <a> coordinator. <laughs> Uh, uh, Quinn's got a number of them here and let's start with uh, heels in sports he says Jameel Hill Barry Bonds LeBron Scam Newton and oh <laughs> Kaepernick okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you're gonna read that it, it took me a while yeah, yeah I'm yeah. slow this morning um he also said, how did Brad Stevens not get any votes for Coach of the Year and Dot Rivers received votes? Jealousy is an ugly thing. That is absurd. Yeah. President Stevens got no votes mm. for Coach of the Year? That's insane to me. Um, Let's go there. Boston is heading to the Eastern Conference Finals. They take care of uh, Philadelphia last night. Uh, they win by two, 114 to 112. Yeah, Dwayne Casey won that award, by the way. Um, yeah, so, so Celtics – you know, closed out the Sixers last night. It was a pretty good game, tight fourth quarter, but I thought the difference maker was Smart and Horford on defense. They were just really, really good down the stretch, and Embiid had a turnover with uh, against Baines with, like, I can't remember how many seconds left, but it was, it was right in the critical moments of the game. It looked like um, just an easy, easy shot right down there in the low block, and he missed it and then turned it over. Um, but I think, you know, looking at this game, Tatum and Brown, man, they are good. They are so good. Tatum, Tatum was excellent for most of the year and then kind of slacked off toward the end. And that's whenever everybody was all about, you know, um, Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons, you know, talking about rookies. And then Jalen Brown was injured for a good bit of the playoffs, but last night he looked like an animal. Mm -hmm. And you just see it with those two young studs. Man, it almost reminds me – okay, this put too much praise, but you can see why I'm saying this. It almost reminds me of the Warriors a little bit, just the fact that they, they've done so well in the draft, mm. and now they're getting pieces outside of the draft, and it's – you know, next year, that's going to be a super team. Mm -hmm. That's really going to be – and honestly, Aaron, it's got me thinking more about next year's finals rather than this year's mm -hmm. finals because when they get – Hayward and Irvin, Kyrie Irvin back on the team. And then next year you, you combine those with the, with the guys you have and those two young studs I already said, man, I want to see them and the, the Warriors go at it right now. Like that's, that's what I'm excited for. Now, now you have the whole matchup, though, with the, with the Brad Stevens versus LeBron. Yeah. Does he come up with a game plan to slow LeBron down or basically said, all right, LeBron, you can go off and this rest of the supporting cast – uh, we'll, we'll limit this. So most people think this is where they their, their trip ends. I'm kind of leaning toward the Celtics, and you think I'm crazy. Uh, the NBA wants it to end now. Oh, absolutely. I get that. <laughs> but I think if anyone – you just saw what Stevens did to Ben Simmons. You saw how he put Horford on him, and it was something that nobody really thought about, and then now he looks like a genius. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why, why wouldn't we have thought of that? I feel I just have that much faith in Stevens that he's going to figure something out to make it so that LeBron 
being Superman isn't enough. He's going to have to get help. And I do not have faith in anyone else on that team. LeBron is great. And he might very well still win this series just by himself. But I think the Celtics are a better team. And I think that's going to allow them to move on. But we'll see. We'll see. I might change my opinion after game one. Other headlines that we did not address in the uh, first segment. Uh, Mark Ingram, of course, appealing the four-game suspension for using performance-enhancing drugs. Obviously, he has lawyered up, and his lawyers come out with a statement. Do you want to hear from his lawyer? Sure. Uh, says, at the end of the 2017 season, as a result of the NFL-mandated random drug test, Mark Ingram tested positive for a substance that was not a performance-enhancing substance nor an illegal substance, but a substance, in fact, permissible with the proper use exemption from the NFL. His lawyer went on to say he has vigorously challenged the test results through the arbitration process. The arbitrator's opinion is due on or before May 16th. Upon having the opportunity to review the arbitrator's opinion, we will explore what further options are needed. There's only one problem with that exemption. Uh, He did not have that exemption. Yeah. Uh, So supposedly, uh, according to the association, you can take a banned substance as long as you have an application uh, filled out by a physician and submitted to an independent administrator. However, Ingram did not have that exemption. He's going to lose. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. I mean, I don't even know. Like, yeah, there's, there's, this is no brainer. Uh, they've known this for a while that he was going to be suspended. Can you only imagine what that's like? Just knowing that that storm is about to hit as it goes public. If you're Mark Ingram, yeah, like how can you enjoy yourself? Like, <laughs> yes, he was just, he was just at the Pelicans game with Camara, and that, yeah. you know we go from talking about oh they're best buds at the Pelicans game to. Ingram being suspended for PEDs. Uh, there are 13 NFL players that will start the year right now on the suspended list, including Mark Ingram. I was going through the list, and there was a couple that uh, surprised me, and there was one that was not on here that uh, I was a little surprised too. Of course, Kenneth Dixon, remember last year, he was hit with the four-game suspension, but then he got injured. I was wondering how that would carry over. Obviously, he's not on this list, so he must be good to go to start the year. Thomas Davis, though, uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2014 or 2015, he is on the list. That's not a good look. Yeah. Uh, No. And Mark Sanchez, you know, he wants to get beefed up. He is also on the list. He's still looking for a gig right now. (laughs) Oh, Mark Sanchez. Oh, butt fumble himself. Uh, Other headlines that we did not address in the first segment. So the date is set. A big weekend down in Baton Rouge as they will entertain and welcome in the Ohio State transfer. Can they get this deal signed, sealed, and delivered with, uh, what's his name, Joe Burrow? Yeah, I like their chances because Cincinnati gets what, today? And then LSU gets Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Uh, Don't you think there's going to be some other teams where they'll be in the hunt? If they get uh, permission. But LSU gets the chance of welcoming him in. You know, they're off the red carpet. They can show him the receivers that he'll get to throw to which is, I think, one of the most talented groups in the country. And then you get to go to an LSU baseball game, which should be festive, Mm -hmm. and you can say they're playing Alabama. You can say, hey, you know, this is the one thing we've been missing here. We haven't been able to beat Alabama. We need an elite quarterback. We think you're that guy. Come in and lead us to victory against Alabama. And the crawfish should be outstanding down there. Exactly. Yeah. I like their chances. I really do. Should have co-eds running around left and right. Well, 
Joe Burrow should be in good shape. He should be heading to LSU. So once he does arrive on campus, then, of course, the news will come out immediately. Who's leaving? <laughs> Miles. <laughs> Miles is heading out. Yeah, we'll see. So it, it, this is interesting, though, because in that uh, visit he made to Houston last week, he was asked about the quarterback situation, and, and he did reference the fact, well, if one does decide to leave, then we only have two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. He followed that up by saying, you know, right now everybody's happy. I'm not saying somebody's leaving, but I'm just saying. Does that make sense? No, it does. It's something you have to have in the back of your head always. Mm. And if he were to, come, if Burrow were to come on campus, for sure one or two are leaving. I mean, it's a given. Yes, he'll have uh, two years of eligibility remaining. You can hit us up on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline. Call Stuart today to see how the power of choice can save you home and auto insurance. That number is 588-7474. Coming up next, we look forward to hearing from Grambling's Athletic Director Paul Bryant as they have a new new deal with Adidas. The Morning Drive back after this. Welcome back to The Morning Drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor doing a fabulous job, as always, back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. And now joining us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline slash text line, Grambling Athletics Athletic Director Paul Bryant, probably sporting some new Adidas, Adidas grill gear today. Easy for me to say. How you doing today, Mr. Bryant? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Uh, let's break it down. Uh, you got a new deal. How did this all come about, and, and how rewarding is this for your athletic department? Well, it came about about uh, a year or so ago. The, uh, the conference decided um, – to, to change their apparel deal. Uh, in fact, uh, the company that we were with uh, decided to get out of the collegiate business, which gave us an opportunity to uh, seek um, some apparel deals on our own. And, uh, uh, and I, I thought that that was a, a great timing for us because things were on the move. Um, and, and, and when we opened up that process, there were uh, all the big brands came, came to the table but Adidas had the best um, best package, and uh, and it's been a year in the making, but uh, we finally got it done, and uh, and we're so excited uh, about the impact that it's going to have on our on our athletics department and our institution, because it's not just about our student athletes; uh, they're going to support the entire uh, institution, and that is something that we were looking for. And I know it's an important decision for you because, I mean, the athletes, they all want to look good. They want to have, you know, have the nice swag. Uh, what kind of separated them from the others? Well, yes, you're right. The, the student athletes certainly like to, to dress nice and have that swag. Uh, what separated them was just their commitment to uh, our, our total uh, student body. Uh, they wanted to be partners. Adidas wanted to come in and be a partner with Gremlin State. And so that was something that once they started talking to us and they were talking about partnerships and, and the things that they could do to assist us uh, in, in maintaining, um, to have some budget relief and things like that, that, that really interests us. And uh, that's why we went with Adidas. Gremlin Athletic Director Paul Bryant joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Uh, Mr. Bryan, I know you've heard from a number of athletes, and actually a former athlete in Martez Carter. Uh, they're pretty fired up about this. Yes, they are. They uh, now my my graduating student athletes. They're they're upset because I they said I didn't get it done uh, prior to them leaving. But uh, my my returning student athletes and the ones that are coming in are excited to put on that. Uh, they call it the three stripe life, and I I didn't know that until I started 
seeing some t- uh, tweets going out that uh, they're happy to be a part of the three stripe life. So uh, they're they're excited. We're excited now. They have something to to be proud about and uh, and feel comfortable in, and knowing that they have the top of the line uh, apparel as well as um, shoe wear. It literally feels since you took over uh, last year that it's like every two or three months you guys have a milestone announcement. And so everybody wants to know what can we expect uh, later this summer from you guys. <laughs> well, you know what? We're just telling our story, you know. And, and I think this, uh, although we're, you're, you're right, every couple of months things are happening, but uh, we're, we're telling our story. I think there's going to be some really big things coming along uh, this summer. Uh, one of our goals is to, uh, to constantly improve for our students and our student athletes so uh i just say stay tuned on that particular question <laughs> you look since you've uh you know took take a, took over this program back in uh, january 1st of 2017 uh, it's been a whirlwind tour what are some of the major things you're most proud of so far what i'm most proud of is is the staffing that we have uh seeing our student athletes um uh, excel of course in the classroom and and now we have several that are are getting some uh, professional accolades uh of course when it comes to facilities uh upgrading the uh the Eddie G Robinson Memorial Stadium um doing some renovations on the soccer field um and baseball and softball fields those are the things that I I am happy about uh but uh to see our student athletes um um they, they talk about the the new mall that we have that gives them a nutritional option to um, to some food and uh, they're they're excited about that and that I think that right there is my most uh, proud moments and and of course seeing them graduate on tomorrow and then the other thing just the success that uh, all the programs seem to be having right now truly a banner year for Grambling Athletics it has been and I think just. Uh, instilling a little, empowering them to say, let, you know, we don't want to settle for mediocrity. We want excellence in everything that we do. And uh, uh, I, I think the biggest turnaround was our soccer program. Our soccer program um, hadn't won but four games in five years. or uh, And then to compete in the conference championship after one year, I, I just think that was remarkable. And, and uh, Coach Wager has done an exceptional job with those young ladies, bringing in um, quality talent and uh, playing at a high level. So I'm excited about that. Mr. Bryan, I go back to your opening press conference, and, and I'll par- paraphrase you a little bit, but you raised a lot of eyebrows when you said, literally, there will be no slackers, there will be no more free rides inside the athletic program. If you're not doing the job, you probably need to send out your resume. I thought you came across extremely strong, but obviously it has worked. What has been the most difficult process about cleaning up things behind the scenes for Grambling Athletics? Well, I think I think one of the things that um, that has been the toughest is is just getting through uh, some of our perils and um, in compliance and and academics you know we were on NCAA probation and and that sort of thing that has been the most difficult but but you know we take the uh, the cue from our president our president said no vision is too big or too bold and and we believe that and so uh, I was telling my my seniors yesterday we have to be pioneers and not settlers and and I, I referenced the um, the direct TV commercial when they had the settlers and they mm-hmm. were plowing their fields and, and the other, uh, their neighbors were, were really pioneers. 
that's the mindset we have to have. We have to push forward. We got to look beyond our current circumstance and see how we can better everything that we do. So um, it has been tough, but it has been very rewarding. Well, that's illustrated in several different points. And one that I wanted to point out, I thought you guys made major strides this year with your sports information department and also with the uh, Grambling Athletics Network that you kind of launched this year with video and sending it out. How will that kind of expand now into next year? We want to, uh, yeah, first of all, Brian Brian Howard has done a great job for us uh, in the sports information area. And uh, Alan Blakeney, he runs our TV portion of our department, and what we're looking to do, everything is digital now. We, we want to do more. We, we, we want to get out more. We want to expose our student-athletes to more than uh, just, you know, your, um, just your local video. And, and so we're going to be streaming. We're going to take our streaming on, on the road. So we have a mobile TV center that we uh, are developing. So it's going to be exciting for for our student athletes to be exposed at all of their games, and and not just our uh, our revenue generating sports, but our Olympic sports as well. So, uh, parents, uh, if they're in Washington, state of Washington, or if they're in California, they can watch their children um, to participate in intercollegiate athletics all the way from there. Yeah, and it's also a win-win situation. Besides giving you guys more exposure, it gives hands-on experience for I'm sure students there to kind of gain uh, some knowledge about the business and of course further their career along also that is correct um we use our students to really run it and uh again alan blakeney he has that up and he he does an exceptional job at uh making sure our students are versed in all the areas behind the scenes so i have to uh, give him kudos for for what he's doing with our students Mr. Brian, you got this thing uh, really flying along now, but I do see your contract ends at the end of this year. Has there been progress on making that thing, uh, extend that thing for you? Yes, you know, I, I, I met with the president. The president told me uh, that uh, my job is safe. <laughs> so, and, you know, I don't worry about that at all because I always say, you know, God will take care of you no matter what. And uh, uh, you just let your work speak for itself. And I know um, I, I enjoy being here at Gramlin. Uh, I, I think Gramlin is Gramlin is Gramlin. And, uh, and this is uh, something I don't worry about. I'm just very thankful to be here. Well, Gramley fans want to see you around for a while and also Broder Fives, and I understand his contract is also expiring at the end of this year. Has there been progress on that front? Yes, there has. And, uh, uh, Broderick, I, I'm, I'm confident that we will have uh, Coach Fobbs here for a while. And so uh, he, he has done a – now you talk about someone who has done an exceptional job. Broderick Fobbs has done that, and uh, uh, we, we anticipate him being here uh, for a long time. You knew about uh, Broderick, of course, before you arrived on campus. Has there been anything that has surprised you so far about Fobbs as the head coach of the Grambling Tigers? Yes, I knew about his football accolades, but I didn't know the man. And, and I think the part that impresses me more is his, he's a godly man, he's a family man, and he's just he's one of those guys that you're like, really, are you truly that, that genuine? And he is. Uh, so just a genuine young man that uh, that is excellent at what he does. Final question. We've had an opportunity to ask you a couple of oddball questions over the course of the last uh, year and a half. But I was looking at your resume, and I see you got your bachelor's from Alaska Pacific. 
How did that come about? And what is Alaska Pacific's nickname? <laughs> well, Alaska Pacific University. It was a. Uh, it, it's in Anchorage, obviously. Um, the nickname there are the Pioneers, ironically. Uh, but they shut their athletics program. It was an NAIA program um, up in Anchorage, and uh, I played basketball at North Idaho College initially uh, in Coeur d'Alene, and uh, they were starting up their program uh, at Alaska Pacific, and I, I'm very adventurous. And when they said that they would give me a scholarship, I went up and played, and uh, – and had a very successful uh, two years up at, at APU. Paul, you got to tell us, what was that like living in Alaska for two years? It was crazy, uh, especially during the, uh, the, the summer hours. The, the, it was, the sun was out all the time. And so at 2 o'clock in the morning, we're out there playing basketball and look at our watches, and it's really 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning. And it's, it's like it's 12 o'clock midday. Uh, but then in the winters, it was dark all the time, so you wake up and go to class. You get out of class, it's dark. You practice, it's dark. Everything was dark, but uh, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, uh, it's just something that I love, and, and APU uh, really uh, prepared me for what I'm doing today. Age-old debate. Would you rather have a 100-degree day or a below-freezing uh, day? <laughs> Ooh, give me a 100 degree because uh, yes. I, I could take that. I, I, I'm not used to the cold anymore. <laughs> I don't want the cold. I want to Plus, stay you in played the hoops. You played hoops. You were inside a majority of your time, right, while you were That's there? Correct. That is mm-hmm. correct. But you know what? One of the things that surprised me when I got to Alaska was everyone was plugging in their cars. And I didn't know. And back then, I'm like, what's going on but they there's a heater block that they put on your car and if you did not keep your car plugged in then your car wouldn't start so it was it was just something weird but now everyone's plugging in their cars it probably didn't take you too long to figure that out you didn't want to get stranded anywhere <laughs> right <laughs> not at hey, all paul, paul, paul bryant congratulations a great deal and keep up the good work there for Grambling. appreciate the time thank you so much and go tigers athletic director paul bryant Go Tigers. Um, yeah, you you struggle a little bit saying Adidas, don't uh, you? Did you notice how I, 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 once I stumbled once, I was like, I'm not going back. Uh, I noticed that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a little hang up there. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Thank you. Um, a few texts here. Uh-huh. Gary says, don't knock Etling. Brady hasn't thrown a pass beyond 30 yards in five years and lives off dinks. Etling could thrive in that style of offense. Going along that, I did find a stat. You know, he does have 27 career touchdown passes. But do you realize that his 1-77 to 77, uh, interception rate is the second best all-time in the SEC? I did not realize that. I knew it was very good last year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, A.J. McCarron, number one. That also doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me. But, uh, Gary, I don't trust your analytics. Uh about Brady not throwing beyond 30 yards in five years. Uh, Quint says, Shaq got caught on camera picking his teeth with a fork. What's the oddest habit you have that you wouldn't want to be caught on camera? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. What you got, Jake? Me, I, I'm i pretty good about not doing it in public, but I pop my neck. And the reason why that's 
odd is because when it does it, it does it really loud. And when I used to do it in public, people beside me would be grossed out by it, so I stopped doing it in public. I should ask my wife this question. And I also look stupid with my head turned sideways trying to pop. It just it's not a good look. You don't you can't think of anything? Uh, yeah, I don't want to be that old man that has a. Uh, hair growing out of their ears or long eyebrows so i'm always plucking my my eyebrows or my ears is there anything wrong with that i don't want to be that no man no that's nothing (laughs) nothing wrong with that jason also says real quick lebron may average 45 but stevens will employ the same strategy he used against reddick will not let corver and love get easy threes Mm. i agree i'm taking celtics in that series are we diving into top 10 Thursday coming up after the break? Most disliked sports figures? Yes, you have all time. I have today. Yeah, if you're all about today, the millennial in you. Or it was just a misunderstanding. Whatever you want to believe. Stuart Shelby, Goosehead Insurance Hotline, text line. Hit us up. What are your nominees? 888-993-7762. We're back after this. All right, let's go, Jake. Uh, most disliked, hated sports figures in the sports world. This was tough for me because I'm positive Paul over here. You're negative Positive Ned. Paul. Yeah, so uh, this was a little bit more difficult of an exercise for me than it was for you. You've got a long list. I know you wanted to go a lot more than 10. Yeah, that's all things that I said. Um, Taking nominees at 888-993-7762. Let's start with some honorable mentions. Like I said, Jamel Hill, I, I think a lot of people don't like her. But I wasn't talking about a lot of people. I was talking about you. What's wrong with her? Me? I don't care about her. She's not on my list. Oh. I'm Honorable mention, I'm saying a lot of people don't like her, but I don't see enough of her to dislike her. I don't like that they messed up the, the sports center. Mm-hmm. That they tried that. Well, they paid the price for it. Well, that's what I'm saying. They changed it back, so why hate her? That's my point. It's, it's back to the way it used to be, so why even be upset about it? Uh, ESPN and their whole thing in the morning get up. Does, does it surprise you or is a little shocking? They got some of the best marketing people in the world, you would think, and the way they promote a, a program that basically features three people that are making close to $15 million, and they do it with roosters and talking kids. That Wait, marketing concept. I haven't you, seen that. Uh, you don't see the rooster, the talking rooster, and how you know now most people are getting up buy get up with beetle and Jalen sure. and, and greenberg and of course the baby talking you haven't seen the ads that run continuously i guess i have not uh, I, just I don't watch it. commercials aaron all right uh just bringing that up uh draymond green a lot of people i'm sure have him on their list now did he crack your list no and to that same effect i think a lot of people probably have rondo too mm-hmm. just for what he's done throughout his career his whole ray allen beef and doc rivers beef and all that uh, Richard Sherman at one point was certainly on a lot of people's list. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Odell and what he continues to do off the field. He yeah. rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Diva, yeah. Worthy, worthy of uh, being mentioned. Uh, LeBron. It's either a love or hate relationship, it seems like, okay. with LeBron. So that's my number 10. Really? I have LeBron making number 10 because I think, I think it's – died down some since his since his heat days because I, I see a lot of people just kind of marveling over what he's done mm-hmm. especially recently i mean you look what he's done in the recent playoffs whenever he had to play the warriors with all those injuries in the finals and then what he's done in this playoff run with 
a band of misfit toys. I, I think because of that, I think a lot of people appreciate him more. Mm-hmm. That said, we get a lot of text hating on LeBron. Standing up on the scorer's desk. It's we, all me, they, pounding the chest. He is arrogant, and he does have some stupid Instagram posts that we talk about and laugh at because of how arrogant he is. But he's still not a bad guy. Like, he's still a good guy. So I was kind of torn. I, I wanted to leave him off the list because at the end of the day, I thought, you know, a lot of people still do like to cheer for him. But that said, the, the people who dislike him, there's nothing he can do for redemption. Mm. Like, there's nothing he can do to, to win their, back their favor. And for that, I put him at 10. Very similar a little bit to uh, Tiger Woods and, of course, his past history. And I've told you numerous well, times about my the wife and how it doesn't matter what Tiger does on the course from here on out. He will never win her over because of what he did off the course. I don't have Tiger on my list because I think most people – there are some people who tune in to watch him lose. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people that do that. But I think most people tune in because they want to see glimpses of that old Tiger Woods. They want to see they greatness. They want to see his golf game. They want to see greatness. And because of that, I don't think he's top ten most hated. Mm-hmm. I don't. Chris Berman, did he crack your list? No. Or he just uh, rode off into the sunset. Rode off to the sunset. Yeah. And I never really hated him. Yeah. Uh, me too. Other honorable mentions are Grayson Allen. Ooh. I didn't think about Grayson Allen. Yeah. That's a good one. The Tripper. Mm-hmm. Not hated. Doesn't crack the top ten. Didn't crack my top ten, uh, but that is a, a good a good mention. Uh, Roger Goodell. And a lot of people, oh, of he's course, on my list. Uh, they bash Roger Goodell and what he does or does he not do as the list? commissioner. He did not. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Reasons why he is on your list. He's high on my list. I'll, I'll get to that when I get right. to him. Uh, John Calipari, what he continues he to do too. in college basketball. All right. Uh, Marshall Henderson. Yeah, see, I, mine is current. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a little bit of a shot at him. Yeah. Because he has just been. Exactly. He's no longer on the street. Sure. I mean, back in the day, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Nick Saban going to be on the list? That's no, got to be respect to Saban. It that is. cannot be Same hatred. for Belichick. Okay. Same for Belichick. I think there's a respect factor there. Ronda Rousey? You know, I, I left her off. Yeah. Um, I think she's winning some favor with this WWE run. She did so well in her first match. I think a lot of people are high on her right mm. now. I know you do not have him on your list. Uh, Kurt Busch, what he does in NASCAR. I thought about it, but I'm just not a big enough NASCAR guy. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather, Money Mayweather. He made my list for sure. All right. Uh, Dwayne says uh, Bill Lambeer. He goes old school. Richie, uh, his six most hated. At number six, Cam Newton. Five, Ron. Four, Matt Ryan. Three, <laughs> Ron. Two, Cam Newton. Number one, Ron. But then, of course, the asterisks. When football season starts, Braun won't even be on the list. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Richie. Uh, Dwayne gives another shout out to Bill Lambeer. Yes. Uh, Casey says, "Is being self confident because you are the greatest athlete in the world and prove it every game being arrogant?" Hashtag Lebronto. No, but coming out with these posts on Instagram thanking yourself mm. is arrogant. Mm. I'd like to congratulate you and so you're you talking just to be, yourself. You want the mo- the greatest athlete in the world right now to be more humble. Less, uh, not necessarily, but just don't put stupid stuff like that on Instagram. I can defend everything else. So he does. you want him I to have a publicist? That. You want him to have a PR guy? <laughs> I want him just not to put. I mean, don't I, push sense. I don't care if you're the greatest, you're the worst, whatever. If you 
put that out, I laugh at you. I'm like, wow, <laughs> what made you think this was a good idea? It almost takes away from the accomplishment to me. I'm like, dude, just you, you are the greatest. Let everybody else say it. So it bothers you a little bit, and we don't want to bash, of course, the show that comes on before us and then after us uh, later in the day when Clay Travis brags about how much money he makes and, and what an incredible job he does on a daily basis getting up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. It's worse if you aren't actually good at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, baby. <laughs> uh, a couple of others, uh, honorable mention on my list. Mike Vick, and I know you are present, not in the past, but I think Vick, back in Absolutely. the day, who he played for, and then, of course, what took place off the field would have been on everybody's list. Yes, yes. And no then it goes without saying, the former Clippers owner, Donald Strook. Okay, he, ha he has to make your list. That, that sh should be high on your list. The thing is, though, it wasn't like Donald Sterling was this guy that I knew a lot about before him. Sure. And it wasn't like he was Fair in point. the headlines, you know, every week, let alone every month. Fair point. And, I mean, he was the owner of the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they started, you know, they started becoming somewhat relevant. Yes. Anyway. Uh, you want to dive into Yeah. This? So All I right, gave you please. my 10. My All 10 right. was LeBron. Okay. Who's your 10? Uh, now, this one may cause a little uh, controversy. Ooh. And he would have been on top 10 most liked at one point. That's how far... He has fallen. Any guess who? I hate people that are frauds. Ryan Braun? No. Uh, Lance Armstrong. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything, that, of course, beating cancer and, and all the good that he did, raising all that money, then to realizing that for it to he finally come out that he just literally was a fraud the entire time. He should be higher. He cheated, and he cheated big time. He's, the only reason why he's not higher on your list is because I'm assuming the sport he's in, right? There are other sports that matter more. Well, but then at the time, on the Tour de France, I mean, you remember how captivated this country Absolutely. was. I mean, we were doing the Tour de France updates on this show. I can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say they were extensive, but we were doing updates. They were like our Astros <laughs> yeah. updates. Okay. Uh, you want to read Michael's uh, text there? Michael says, you guys never listen to any life coach or motivational speaker. They set a goal, hit it, and celebrate. Bron is just celebrating his New Year's resolution or something. Hashtag goat. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with celebrating. And actually, I just listened to a podcast. A, a fighter, Michael Chandler, was with Joe Rogan. He was talking about that, how he takes the time to celebrate his accomplishments. But he doesn't boast about it. He doesn't put it out there in public because it's for him. Why are you celebrating with everyone? Like, why are you putting on Instagram saying, congratulations, LeBron? You know, that, again, that's the one thing I couldn't defend. I can defend all this other stuff. Mm. At number nine, you have. Number nine, I have Cam Newton. Yes. All right. So, from being allegedly involved in the pay-to-play scheme well. at Auburn to the reason why I don't like him, his cocky smile. It is that cocky smile I didn't like at Auburn. I still don't like it today to him pouting, mm -hmm. you know, when things aren't going right on the sideline, to him uh, having some, some of those uh, po post-game pressers. And I get it, you're frustrated, but you still have to own it. And I take I admire athletes who own that moment, um, and he hasn't a lot of times. And then he had that recent um, – 
recent uh, press conference moment with that woman about, you know, wait, you know what a, a dig route is or, or some, some type mm -hmm. of route. I kind of forgot the, the mm -hmm. full details of that. But that was a big what to do. So Cam Newton is, is just top ten because of stuff like that. It's it's all the again it goes back to arrogance. It's it's and it's not being well. I'll say this: you're not uh, pictured as a good leader. He might still be a good leader, but what we see, it, do, it it's not good leadership. So I, I think a lot of people like to a lot of people don't like him because he's cocky and arrogant. And when they see that, they like to jump on that. And really talk about how he's not a good leader. I like my billionaire owners to be able to relate relate to the common fan. So at number nine, I put Dan Snyder. He's my number eight. Cool. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the most recent story with the Dan Love Snyder. That. Just yes. the fact, I mean, sometimes he gets hate mail from fans, or they ask him about where his franchise is heading, and uh, he'll fire back just a glamour shot of himself autographed. <laughs> so good i actually liked him more after that <laughs> but uh yeah i just i mean it starts with he won't change the redskins name yeah a lot of people are upset about that uh and then you said it, it somebody sent him uh please be very deliberate about the decisions that are made behind closed doors please be shrewd and brilliant please do everything in your power to lay the groundwork for redskins dynasty <laughs> that will bring joy to the fans in the city for years to come in my opinion, the first step to achieving that dream is this. Please give Kirk Cousins a long-term deal that makes him happy to be Redskin, even if that makes him the highest-paid player in NFL history. Thank you. That's the letter he got. After Cousins, after they don't make a deal with Cousins, he sends that snapshot of himself. No letter or anything. It's just a picture of himself with <laughs> autograph. Or perhaps it was this PR person. That, that was one of the greatest things I had heard. Like, I, Snyder went up in my book when I heard that. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, we need to take a time out. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, will join us after the break. We'll rejoin this conversation at 8.15. Of course, we'd love to hear from you, the most disliked sports figures right now or perhaps in the past, 888-993-7762. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.